coronavirus. <laughs> Are you like obsessed with that song? I don't even know what song it what is. I've mean? just heard it on um, Instagram. What's like? It's actually a song, coronavirus, oh. and it's like the ad lib of um, Cardi B. Yeah, I've just seen Cardi B just doing it <laughs> with the techno behind it. It's the best. It's actually a good song. Well, she's not. a funny bitch. <laughs> well, yeah, she's very entertaining. For sure, for sure. How's your COVID-19 experience been, Babs? Great. Got the gym shut down. Um, (laughs) Just as things were starting to roll. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good and bad. Pros Mm. and cons. It's it's a complete choice how I choose to look at it, you know. Like, it could have happened um, a year ago and I don't know what that would have meant for my position from a business perspective there, but from mm. a personal perspective, it would have had me stuck in a situation and environment that I was already feeling uh, unhappy with. Yeah. So I can be grateful for that. Um, it could have happened even three months ago, just as I was literally just opening and that would have hurt a hell of a lot more. Mm. Um, if it happened in a year, it'd probably be fine. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it feels like a bit of a kick in the guts just because, you know, it's been... Six, nine, 12 months, however long hard work to get everything jungle headquarters <clears throat> to where it needs to be. And it was just falling into place yeah, and just starting to um, head in the right direction. And now everything's just been put on pause, but it is what it is. And um, like we said before, we started recording um, due to certain circumstances that were created by me with my decisions to open this place. Um it's forced me to be working in the business a lot more on the gym floor um, to make ends meet and get myself um, back into a fruitful position yeah, and uh, not be able to work so much on it. So in a way, again, I'm choosing to look at this as an opportunity because it's like the world's hit pause and allowing me to catch up and get some ducks in a row and work on some things that I've mentioned that I want to do um, so that, yeah, I've got, you know, I can adapt to, to whatever happens after this whole thing as mm. well as having my core offering um, here in the gym still going. Um, well, it's and good it's to also, see that you're innovating. Yeah, definitely. And it's also, um, it's amazing. And I've spoken about this before on podcasts, I think, just what you can achieve when you don't have interruptions. Yeah. And you don't have um, people draining of your energy or demanding of your energy and time. So just uninterrupted time has been very um, important for me over the last sort of week or two. But don't you think like – I think that's a pretty unique outlook though. Mm -hmm. Like I would say that majority of um, people in the same scenario as you who have got like a brick and mortars situation would not be having the outlook of, oh, well, this is an – really good opportunity to innovate and grow and do you think i understand what you're saying <laughs> um i, I, this, I just feel like a lot of business owners would be wallowing and and like sitting in the suffering at the moment sure um and this sort of brings us back to the remember that we had a conversation about fear oh god we've had a lot of conversations about how to overcome fear or not allowing fear to not stand in front of you mm-hmm. but behind you and uh, mm-hmm. push you and part of me loves it. There's yeah, pressure. You, you thrive off it's it. It's good. I I do well under pressure. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm confident enough in what I do and my business model and having had two weeks or whatever it's been to um, go to the drawing board mm. um, and – look at all your options, what needs to be done to survive mm-hmm. the next, um, let's call it six months. Well, I was just going to ask, what, what, where do you actually think things are going to start to turn around in terms of If that? I said anything, I'd be talking out my ass. I think anyone that <laughs> says anything, no one knows what the fuck's going on. We won't know True. what the fuck's going on for another six weeks. True. You know what I mean? It could be three it months. It could be six months. All the time. But I reckon it could be closer to six months. Yeah, right. But um, like I was saying, I've... Yeah, I, ne- I, never, I haven't had like a panic or an overwhelming amount of stress. I've felt sad. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, it's been a, I would describe it best as a kick in the guts. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, is that because you were getting into such a good flow? Exactly. With Things were yeah. just like all the hard work was just starting to flow exactly and fall into place to where it needed to be, which was going to allow me to start freeing up a bit of my time and resources towards working on the things that now I have all the time in the world to work, work yeah. on. But um, I, I know what I need to do to survive this financially. I mean, I've got to sit down with the landlord tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is Monday, to uh, negotiate Mm-hmm. Um, which is not a conversation I don't think anyone looks forward to, but I'll know I'll feel a lot better when I have done. And uh, George is a pretty reasonable fella. So, um, yeah, well, thumbs up. Oh, yeah, fingers crossed for it's that. It's going to be have to something that's beneficial for both. I mean, because this is the, the thing that I don't think a lot of people are giving much attention to. Like, yeah, it's fucking stressful being a tenant, whether it's yeah. residential or commercial lease. Yeah. But it would also be very stressful as a landlord because you're relying on that income to, or that rent as an income. Well, I'm pretty bad with all the, um, I suppose, legalities and stuff like that, but I think the government have come in with some sort of mortgage relief for those landlords, for, perhaps. Oh, okay. But this is the thing as well. But I, I, I don't know. No one knows. It no has, one well, that's the thing. At the moment, that's what I'm saying. Because no legislation one knows what the fuck's hasn't going been passed. Every, yeah, everything's yeah. up in the air at the moment. So, um, but, you know, I also recognise that in some way, and not that I want to sort of play hardball, but I'm in a position where it's like, okay, well, if I don't pay you any rent mm-hmm. and you kick me out, what are you going to do? You don't get your money anyway. Yeah. It's going to take me fucking ages to get rid of everything that's in here. <laughs> And I'll take my sweet time if it's going to go that that path, and then good luck releasing, yeah, a building of this size in this time to somebody else, which means you're not getting any money anyway. Yeah. So if we can negotiate something where I'm like, okay, I can afford X, and you know whatever the terms that surround that mm-hmm. is, and we clean that up in the back end. So what? But what I think has allowed me to reserve fear or panic to a degree is what I was getting at was the faith in my business model because mm. I think the people that are going to really struggle in the fitness industry or really feel the wrath of this, we all are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been saying to everybody, everyone's getting a fist in the ass, someone's getting bigger fists than others. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, But if I look at the franchisee owners, mm-hmm. so the F45 models, the B-fits, the body fits, um, even my old business to a degree with some of its elements – so their market appeal is that they're of a low-level entry cost. cost. Mm. Exactly. So that appeals to our younger demographic mm-hmm. that are either university students or still working in hospitality, retail, and a lot of those things that mm-hmm. have now been made redundant and lost their jobs. Yeah. So even when the doors do open back up, well, what client base are they going to have still there? Well, can I add to that? Yeah, of course you can. So when we look at those... Um, businesses like particularly like big overheads too big yeah particularly f45 though right Mm -hmm. from my understanding that that fitness model is based off minimal equipment yeah so now somebody can't do that so they are able to perform that same training Mm -hmm. at home yeah well what's going to make them go i'm going to go back and pay 60 70 dollars a week if i I could just do this at home yeah (laughs) So I, I feel like a lot of those types of businesses, unfortunately, mm-hmm. will get weeded out during this scenario. Well, maybe maybe I shouldn't say unfortunately because there's a part of me where I, it's like an, uh, a necessary evil, right? Because the fitness industry is so fucking saturated, saturated with absolute shit. Like <laughs> let's get real here for a second. You as a trainer compared to – someone who's just done their Cert 3 and 4 and they get hired by an F45 or a body fit mm-hmm. is a very different <clears throat> trainer, right? Yes. So, so, and the, and the people who are good trainers are overseeing that quality of trainer. Mm-hmm. We're over it. It's like, it's, like, it's like sending a nurse in to do a fucking surgeon's job. <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> True though. Yeah. It's like you can have be in the same industry but ultimately – there's going to be different levels, there's levels of skill. To this shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, right? Yeah. So, and I think the time has come where we need to like get rid of a lot of that because 
one, it's ruining people's biomechanics. Yeah. <laughs> um, but two, it, it cheapens the industry when you have poorer quality. It does. It's 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 something that trainers. happens from time to time. It's but it often again. It's I'm thankful that it's not something that I have to address too often these days. Is that when people make comparisons, they're like, oh, well, at the moment I get unlimited training for $60 a week at this place. Yeah. And your prices are this for, you know, one one-on-one. But you're talking about something very it's different apples here. apples and oranges. We're, oranges. we're talking about McDonald's and <laughs> Rockpool. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're still food, but they're not the same thing, you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I mean... I think I'm going to have to speak up about this on my socials. I haven't gone on a rant in a really long time, but I feel like now is the time to... to, to <laughs> yeah, now's the time. Why people are down, <laughs> put that boot in. To, to rant about all these fucking home workouts that are coming out. Like, mm. you know, the thousand rep challenge of like do a thousand burpees and a thousand jump squats. Well, it's like, okay... That might make you feel cooked. I would be cooked after doing that, right? I would feel like I'd exerted a lot of effort. But, like, if you want to fuck your lumbar spine, <laughs> mm. if you want to destroy your hip <coughs> flexors, start doing these challenges. More, more importantly, that thing is you use the example of um, jumping squats there or box jumps or whatever you want to call yeah, them. Yeah. Um, I've recently used them in my uh, programming with the group of girls that I train. Right. That is one of the most misused, poorly uh, programmed exercises ever because it's become popular doing box jumps and plyometric kind of stuff through these group training facilities. Yeah. But box jumps are never meant to be done under a fatigued Oh, my God. Can we please talk about Because this? from a sports science perspective, they're meant to be done – Fresh, yes. control, and explosively for the recruitment of fast-switch muscle fibres so that when then you go and perform either alternating or straight after something like a barbell squat after having done box jumps, your nervous system and um, brain is expecting that same force output yeah, and will prioritise those fast-switch muscle fibres, which are, I suppose, um, preference – for hypertrophy and strength. And, and how the long research will that last is very for? What do you mean exactly? Like it so because a lot of these home workouts it's like we're doing fucking box jumps for 45 minutes. Well, that's not going to really work because right. you would do like for example, I would program it I might get you to go do four explosive box jumps. Four Jump, reps. Four reps. That's it. Okay. Rest for a minute and a half, 2 minutes and okay. go do your set of six barbell squats straight after. And when we look at the literature, and this is quite, uh, they do it quite often in like the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so they might even do um, push up, push ups with uh, like a, with a jump, mm-hmm. no clapping, just <laughs> just the push up with and a it jump. Looks so good on Instagram. <laughs> and then they will do their bench press, and the the data tells us that they typically can usually yield results for about ten percent extra in their one repetition strength, having performed a plyometric movement. So again, when you do this under a fatigue state, now you're ingraining um, inefficient inefficient, um, movement patterns Mm -hmm. and slow twitch muscle fibers because you're moving slow because you're tired. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It just really, it grates me, man, this whole fucking home workout. Bronson's joining us. Mm. I don't know what he's doing. He's needy. I didn't walk him this morning. this whole, this whole home workout scenario. And I think it's really exposing a lot of the crapness out there. Is it though? Is it to us, but not everybody else? Oh, because it's not exposing it to anyone else. But, um, <laughs> you know, I sort of held off on it for a little bit. Like I've been doing what I can. And I mentioned this in a story just when I was walking the dog the other morning, you know, like us as um, health coaches or trainers or whatever it is that you call yourself, you might not have the ability to make your income at the moment, but you still have the ability to provide value. 100%. And if you um, if you belong in this industry and you're passionate about it and you care about people, then you should have no problem providing that for free because that's going – you again, this is providing you an opportunity to show character, to show leadership and to redefine or um, build your reputation as somebody who is trusting and caring and knows what they're talking about so that when things do resume – 
you know, that's going to land in your favour from a business perspective as well. One of the things that Carl Trainer has been talking about a lot, and I 100% agree with him, and I think, you know, you're a really good example of when this goes right, mm. is that <clears throat> the gyms, because this isn't really specific to online coaches, right? So the, what, the gyms that are running around like headless chooks. Mm, everyone's panicked. They're fucking panicked. Mm. Are the ones that had that lacked two things. One, they lacked culture and brand. Because as Kyle says, when you have created a phenomenal culture with your members and your clients mm. and your staff, <coughs> they're gonna want to see you survive. They mm. want to see you survive. And like one thing you mentioned to me is like people are still offering to pay their memberships, right? Yeah. Because which I've turned off, but I appreciate. But that's your culture. That's my point. Again, like I've been really warmed to to the point where, again, like I, I again, these are the things that I said publicly on my story that what we should be doing at the moment, again, stay in contact with your clients, yes. calling them. What are you doing? What's your daily plan? You're just talking to your friend on the phone before we started here about it. Um, have your to-do list so that you've actually got purpose in your life and you're not just sitting on the couch getting depressed and whatever it may be. And I've made conscious effort to be doing that. Obviously, I've got quite a lot of members and clients that get contact, but I'm making sure I'm speaking to everyone at least a couple of times a week. Yeah. But I'm finding my clients coming in and checking on me. Yeah. And asking how I'm doing it. So yeah. Again, that's just been not, ge- uh, not what I expected. But you've but but that's the whole point of culture yeah. and brand is that you've created that trust with people. And so the byproduct of that is they're going to want to see you survive. And then the second point that Kyle's talked about a lot is um, Bronson's really chewing hard on a ball over there. Sucked in there, he's just dropped his ball <laughs> out the window and it's gone across the street. <laughs> um, the second thing that Kyle's talking about a lot is, and Matt, I actually think you're a good person to talk to about this because you might have differing op- opinions, but if you had a successful business model prior to this happening, right? And that success, that success is dependent, obviously, about on the timeline you've been operating for, yeah. Mm. But you would have capital in the bank right now. You would have savings to fall back on. Yeah. So, if you don't have savings to fall back on, were you ever really running a successful business model in the first place? If it's What's been around thought? for longer than. I don't know what's fair here. Maybe eighteen months. Yeah. Then maybe not. Then, yeah. then it is. It is. It's forcing you to uh, go back to your drawing board, reassess what's working, what's not. Yeah. What can be improved. But but I don't know how many people are looking at it objectively like that. I think a lot of people are like we've just been talking about. Are just rushing to get an online product to market because they're so dependent on face to face interactions to provide them an income. I think there's just a lot of short-term thinking going on. Okay, expand. Well, just like we were saying before, like, you know, you, whether you're allowed to be taking one-on-one PTs outside with social distancing and all this stuff and people are very much panicking about their short-term and perhaps that panic's been brought on by the fact that they don't have a successful business model in place which has left them with no nest yeah. to keep them through in this time. But, again, people are very much thinking short-term, okay, what do I need to make money over the next seven days and said, what do I need to do to make money over the next seven months or the next seven years? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So <coughs> everybody's circumstances are different. But yeah. mine personally, yeah, with the with the gym and the overheads and everything like that, me taking one on ones isn't going to do much. Right. So like I said, it's it's all it's gonna do at the moment is block up your time, your exactly. creative time. Exactly. So I'm using this time to um to manifest and start putting things in place that I've discussed and said that I wanted to do but just haven't had the time because I've been working in my business mm-hmm. um, to try and build that nest mm-hmm. to give me the time to step back and then work more on it. So, yeah, um, I've, I'm, I've accepted the, uh, the situation. It is what it is. There's pros and cons. It's just it's completely up to you how you choose to look at it, I suppose. Do you think it's just going to completely change the landscape of the fitness industry after all this is – because I think – I feel like a lot of people are saying, oh, well, in a couple of weeks when I go back to work. And in my mind I'm thinking, that is not – like this – the world as we know it is mm. going to be completely different after this. Mm-hmm. Because unlike the GFC, 
we were still sort of in the infancy of a lot of technology at that point, right? Like mm-hmm. we didn't have Zoom and we didn't have all of these other mechanisms in place. But now what this scenario is providing for a lot of people is the realisation that you can do a lot at home. Mm-hmm. Like you can provide a lot of value and service. Um, and I'm not even, that's not even just particular to the fitness industry. That's actually across the board in all industries, right? People are realising we don't need to be in an office. So I personally, I really don't, I can't see us going back to exactly how it was after all of this. Um, and I can't, I'm kind of excited <laughs> to see which gyms and, and fitness centres survive because I really do feel like it's going to be survival of the fittest. Yeah, again, and I know this doesn't sound overly considerate of other people, but this is business. And when, like you said, out the other side of this, when it comes to face-to-face um, services yeah, in the fitness industry, there's going to be less options available. Mm. And if there's less options available, then that's going to work to the favour of those that still are standing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just – I mean, who knows? No one knows. No. Nah. <laughs> but but it, I am – I I'm, I'm very um, – intuitively sure that it won't be the same there's and again the things we were talking about before we started recording this might be the kick up the ass that some people need to start taking health seriously oh well let's shift gears a little bit let's talk about that like bro so i was flying back from hawaii yeah how was hawaii Hawaii was amazing. They are fucking on island time over there. <laughs> Aloha. That's all they do 24-7. So all this kicked off while I was in Hawaii. And the day before I was heading back, I was getting all the texts from everyone saying, oh, you're going to have to go into lockdown. Like, you're fucked. <laughs> you know, all this shit. And um, anyway, so I thought, okay, whatever. So I got on the flight. And I fast on flights. I don't eat plain food because that's hideous. Um, What's your reasoning for that? Do you do it for like a circadian reset kind of? um, A little bit to help with jet lag, but also because um, they put certain uh, chemicals and toxins into plain food to keep you constipated. Really? Yeah, so that most of the people... Not just preservatives and shit like that, (laughs) so it lasts longer. It's very deliberately to stop you from shitting in the plane. Yeah. So just think about what that does to your microbiome. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so I'm there and I, I had one apple and I think I had some almonds, right? How long's the flight? It's only 10 hours, so it's fine. Yeah. 10 hours? Yeah. Where's Hawaii? From? Sydney. And then it's just an is hour. It? Yeah. What? That's why Hawaii is so good. I would not have picked that. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm on this flight. Everyone's fucking freaked out mm. at this point. COVID-19 is taking over. The entire plane is covered in masks. And hand sanitizer. Like people are just showering the shit out of themselves with this. This one person who was sitting next to me was spraying the TV screen, like spraying the tray that she ate off, all this sort of stuff. I'm kind of liking a little bit of this too because people are <laughs> fucking grubs. So True. It's, it's, it's True. Good. But then, so they're all doing that and yeah. I'm thinking, okay. At that point, to be honest, I really hadn't, I, don't, I still don't think I'd bought into the level of fear and anxiety that others have. But <laughs> while wearing their masks and using their hand sanitizers, they ate the plain food, mm. they drank beer, they ate chocolate, they ate Pringles. And then I thought, how dumb are people? Like really, if we're talking about a virus right now, mm. how do you think <laughs> your body uh, allows you to get through a virus? Like I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a doctor, I don't specialise in immune systems or anything, but like from a really, really basic standpoint, how does your body allow you to survive a virus? By being healthy. Mm -hmm. That's it. So we've got all of these people succumbing to this notion of like, which, mind you, if you're not sick, a mask is not going to stop a virus getting into your body. A mask is only beneficial if you are sick and you cough into it because it stops the projection of the um, cough, right? So we've got all these people succumbing to wearing masks and, you know, absolutely destroying their skin microbiome with these hand sanitizers, which will have long-lasting effects on their health. 
but they're stocking up on like alcohol sales gone up four hundred percent. Yeah, they're stocking up on pasta. There's contradictions everywhere. Like I'm just like. It's, it's, <laughs> it, 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 even just beyond the basic health of it, like how is a hair salon still allowed to operate Right. if I'm not? And how is that labelled essential? And how do they have the audacity of saying what is essential and what's not? Well, what even in that, that language. Have? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, what effect does that have on people's perception and psychology of um, such things? Because everybody's like holding their dollars close to them at the moment and going, okay, well, what can I rein in? What is essential to me? But if that has been pre-positioned by a government to say that it's not essential, right? It's a little bit. I know that the 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 narrative that's being sold subconsciously will influence the way that people purchase after this, and just as you said, my biggest concerns for mental health. Well, my mum works in, not in the government, but she runs a um, company that lobbies against the government for employment grants. So she's pretty much like the top dog of employment in Australia. And she's got a close friendship with the CEO of Beyond Blue. Mm-hmm. They have had a seven-fold increase of suicide calls in the last two weeks. Not surprised at all. Um, in two I weeks? Was, who was I talking to? Is that memory of mine? Someone the other day, either way, they were um, in, in the CBD because, of course, the media don't report this stuff. Yeah. And they were on the phone to, to my friend, whoever it was that was telling me. And then they just sort of paused on the phone and were like, I, I think I'm in shock because somebody had just jumped off the top of a building and landed right next to them. Oh, splattered. my God. In yeah. the CBD? Yeah, and it turns out it was someone who was um, a from another country. So now they don't – obviously they've lost their job and they don't get any benefits, benefits from the government because they're not an Australian resident. And so – you know, that that that's just one that I've heard of. Like, imagine how many there are that we don't hear of. Like I said, the media don't report these. Well, things. they can't. They're not allowed yeah, to. Yeah, and I understand yeah. that. I completely understand why. Yeah. But um, well, again, it comes down to the narrative that we're being sold. You know, about <clears throat> because um, I was just listening to this woman in the states, and she was telling she was talking to camera about how a child has just died in Kentucky, and as I don't know if it's the same in Australia, but in America at the moment, any death that happens, mm-hmm. they have to be tested for COVID. It's part of, I don't know, something that they're doing. But in every state that's happening. And so this child had a, um accident that it's basically, I, I, I don't know for sure, but this child basically has gone into a pool unsupervised and, mm-hmm. um, gone underwater and then obviously not survived, okay? Mm-hmm. Got taken to the hospital. That that was how the child got declared end of life. Mm-hmm. But because they had to test for COVID, what they found is that the child was a carrier of the virus. So the gov- Prior to drowning. Prior to drowning. Mm. So the governor came out with a press statement saying this death is linked to COVID. So, when really... Some do- I don't know if this is the day to go into this, but there's some dodgy shit going on right now. But but even, like, so you think about that, right? And you think, okay, well, how many of those sort of statements have come out? That are being ticked off as yeah. COVID-related. Yeah. And, and again, like, I've just, it all depends, I suppose, where your attention is and what forms of media you consume and yeah. whatever, but... You know, there's some pretty controversial shit out there about contaminated testing and, you know... Um, like 80%... Uh, yeah, wrong... Um, false positives. Wrong, yeah, and, yeah. you know, wrongful reporting or in, in, inaccurate reporting and stuff. So it's just... That's the thing at the moment is there's so many different theories, so many different messages being out there. It's just... you don't, I just don't know what to believe. All mm. I know is that it's just... It's hard to... It's just hard to believe. Yeah, it's what really hard. We're, what we're it's hard to drown out the noise on both sides, really, isn't it? The conspiracy theorists and the uh, the modern media. Yeah, it's a it's a rabbit hole. Um, I guess, like I was saying to a girlfriend yesterday, to be honest, I'm not touch wood, mm. and this is going to sound very egoic, but financially, I'm not stressed because it hasn't affected my income, and. 
I'm definitely not scared at all about contracting a virus personally. This is the conversation I had the other day <laughs> right? with somebody um, because they, they were holding on to a fair bit of anxiety and I'm not going to disclose the details of the conversation, but that, that, that was exactly what I said is that I'm aware of this virus, I'm aware of what's happening, Yeah. but I'm personally not scared of getting it. No. I'll be sweet, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. So, but you just think like... How many people are because making it does decisions seem based to be, off this? It does seem to be that the people that are most affected, obviously, is the elderly and people that have got chronic disease and health issues. Yeah, which is really unfortunate. Mm. But that's the same for, for many viruses, Yeah. right? Um, but I guess for me, the uh, like literally, the and I'm probably, this is probably the first time I've ever spoken about this publicly, mm. the only thing that I am genuinely somewhat anxious about not that it's keeping me up at night or anything but is this notion of mandated medications or mandated medicines and that's where i'm like whether yeah, I'm whether hot under the collar about that yeah whether or not are you, you talking and about, I, are you talking about the um f- the microchipping and the forcible well, vaccinations yeah. and not being able to travel yeah yeah that's yeah i'm um, uh, that like That's because cool. you and I have a very similar mu- outlook on this stuff. We are pro-choice, mm-hmm. right? So we are not necessarily in any camp. And it's not a blanket statement across no. everything. It's <laughs> we need specifics and context. <laughs> yes. yeah. But we're not like saying, yeah, I'm, we're with the antis or we're with the pros. Put it this way. I'm not running to get a flu shot right now. Correct, right? Well, let's not even <laughs> get into that because the Journal of Vaccines has published multiple papers prior to this scenario, which link influenza strains to respiratory issues. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's rushing to get a shot because they think it's going to safeguard them from COVID. Have you seen what Jake's been putting out over yeah, the last well, few days? If Jake's anyone wants any information, <laughs> go look at Jake's page. <laughs> Jake does not give a zero fuck anymore. No, he doesn't. He's um, taken another step. <laughs> but, you know, and I, and, but the thing is, like, you know, and this is where I think you and I differ from Jake. Um, I'll res- 100% respect you if you want to go and do those things for yourself because you should Either have way. you should have the choice to be able to do that for yourself. Of course, but you should have you should be able to make those decisions from an informed Yes, yeah, sorry, an informed choice, right? But I'm just so scared that my choice is going to be taken away. Agreed. I'm the exact same. And that's the I only just thing don't I think that's fair also. at all, right, no. to to continue alienating a subgroup of people who, for whatever reason, have decided that that's not in the best interest of their health and their family's health. Um, it's, it's all a way up of risk and reward. Everything has side effects and consequences and it's just you need to – yeah, that's right. Way up where you sit on that scale. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, I mean, <coughs> my girlfriend and I who were talking about it yesterday because she she's pro. But, that, but that, this this is the conspiracy thing that you get, you know, stuck in that rabbit hole though, like with the microchipping. That's just new world order. Is it beyond the vaccinations just to be able to track every single fucking movement where you're going? <laughs> Good luck putting a foot wrong then. Do you know what? Like I, so, like, I watched Icky's, um, uh, David Icky's, thing on London Real, which if anybody wants to expand their mindset, that's probably the interview to watch. It's a good channel. Yeah. He's a um, well-known... Brian? Brian. Brian? Yeah. Um, David Icke is a well-known conspiracy theorist. He believes that there's li- lizards growing at the centre of the earth and that aliens oh, wow. are real and the whole world is influenced by the Rockefellers and the Carnegies and it's real just a cult for, you know, this pyramid of um, a dystopian future, right? This And he's, he's spent his entire career looking at this stuff. Now, I'm not as far-fetched as that. Yeah, that's a bit past me. Yeah. Um, but there's some validity to what I, Icky, I think there's some serious white man influence going on. Yeah. And there's some validity to what he says about removing choice and removing civil liberties and and the microchipping and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know if I believe that we're being that looked at or, or that, um, yeah, like vaccines are going to turn into microchipping agents. I'm sure that there's proof out there. I'm sure all the conspiracy theorists will say, well, I've got proof. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, I, I just sit on the I just I just do not want anybody to tell me what I can do to my body, whether that be vaccines, whether that be abortions, whether that be birth control, whether that be elective surgery, like whatever do, do it is. You know is. what I mean? Though? There's just there's so many moving parts, and it's just a strange coincidence that it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. So the world's in lockdown. Yeah. There's 5G towers going up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And at, all meanwhile at the same time in the background, they're trying to pass legislation that's illegal to pay for anything over $10,000 in cash and faceable up to two years prison. What? Yep. Okay. That, that is happening right now. Okay. All meanwhile – What's their reasoning? Do you know? Well, then they can track everything, Oh, true, they? true, true. Sorry. And sorry. they're trying to use the fact that money's dirty – Yes, yes, Coronavirus. Yes. Coronavirus. Coronavirus spreading. <laughs> and then at the same time, and this has already happened in other parts of the world, that there has been negative interest rates introduced so that you're forced to put your money in the bank. But now instead of earning money on your money in the bank, you actually have to pay, in, pay interest to keep it in there. That is happening in some parts of the world. Right. So that's, see what I mean? There's... A lot of yeah, moving like parts and dodgy shit, and it's, yeah. I don't think we're ever going to know no, what we the truth won't. is. We definitely won't. I but, mean, even if you look at the numbers coming out of China, but it certainly makes me sit back and go, hmm. yeah. But the at the same at the same time of that, like I I feel like I go down these like rabbit holes of conspiracies, and then I sort of come get brought back up through my logical side and then i think no holly just that's ridiculous and then i'll go back down and i'll come back up see i get more to the point like i was saying the other day where i get to a, f- a fuck it moment <laughs> and i decide i'm going full caveman yeah. and moving back down to tasman well, living in the bush it's interesting you say that though because regardless of whether or not you believe in these conspiracy theories mm. you still have to live in this society you are still profiteering off this construct of capitalism or or socialism or, or whatever you think we're currently living under because some people have spoken to me and they, they genuinely believe that we're already in a socialist government despite the fact that it's technically a capitalist outlook. Anyway, um, but you still have to live in it. So you can think this way but but you're, st- you're still reaping – the benefits of this society, you know, you're still earning an income from this society. So, yes, you might, yes, these things might be happening and it's fucked up, right? But, I mean, how how much change are you really going to invoke by fighting it? I, I, I still think the, the mantra of, like, influencing from the inside is what's going to get us through this, like, like you and I are doing with just, like, keeping people healthy, keep people moving, educate them on eating well. You know. And that's the truth. It's education. I don't ever try to persuade or influence. I just here's the information. Yeah. Do what you want with it. Yeah. And so there's that like crazy aspect of the scenario right now where people are just. Oh, I don't know what your Facebook feed's like, but mine is. I've had to deactivate it because I'm like, if I see one more status about five G. F- Cell phone towers, oh fucking! The memes are getting. I just like can't handle it anymore. <sighs> but then there's this other aspect where I really hope that people are taking this lockdown as an opportunity to expand on their consciousness and develop themselves personally, become healthier, mm. do more exercise. Because if we actually just took that positive outlook on it, imagine if everybody in Australia meditated every morning like imagine what that could do for us energetically as a society you know instead of going living because conspiracy theorists that is a fear state you're waking up going oh my god what's gonna happen next are they gonna you know put a microchip into my (laughs) you know whereas like you can't control that yeah so that's the outlook that, that, I've taken. It's, it's interesting, actually. So you know how we were just saying about the fear of contracting the virus and I was having <laughs> a um, somewhat argument with someone about okay. it and I was like, put it this way. This is where my mind goes. If I'm walking around stressed yeah. from fear yeah. of getting it, then that is going to have a cascading sequence that is going to compromise my immune health. Yeah which will then put me in a position where I'm more likely... To get stressed. I mean, to, to get the virus. N- not necessarily contract it, but to suffer 
from contracting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm not going to worry about something that hasn't happened yet. Well, th- but this is like, that's literally anxiety. That's what I mean. Yeah. And that, and the media is, I mean, I, I don't know because I actually haven't watched the news at all. But I haven't watched any mainstream stuff. No. I've listened to other people, but I. Yeah, but no, like Channel 9, I'm Channel not, 7. I'm not Channel turning on 7 to talk, listen to ScoMo. Um, <laughs> but my, for every, most people who know who follow me know this. My sister's a news reporter and like it's really affecting her. Oh, I can imagine. Because all day, every fucking day, and she's a very logical and rational person. Yeah. But, she, you know, she's for succumbing to the, you know, the economy is going to collapse, we're all going to get sick. The, the media's. I can't tell her to The media is driving fear. Babe, hard. She told me that the government are keeping them completely in the dark. So anything that is coming out of a news station right now is speculation. Completely. Everything is speculation. And that's what, uh, why everyone's hitting the panic buttons. Yeah, but there's no facts in that. <laughs> People are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. And maybe we need to weed out a few. That's what I mean. <laughs> maybe a cull might not be such a bad thing. <laughs> that, that's, that's evolution, survival of the fittest. What are you suggesting to people who are getting a bit stressed about contracting the virus? Like, are you giving them, like, vitamin C or are you just saying, don't bother me <laughs> with your craziness? I haven't been too hands-on, to be honest, in terms of any sort of uh, immunity conversations but i have put out um you know a little bit of information just to my members and things about just good nutrition and what foods contain certain things that are going to be uh beneficial yeah to be consuming at the moment and, um yeah don't overcomplicate it yeah i mean <clears throat> the what this is pre-covid and, right yeah this what i'm about to say but obviously covid's really highlighting it people are just so fearful of getting sick because we have been told this story yeah but we've been told this story that if you feel pain like if you have a fever oh no no time to take a panadol time to block that motherfucker (laughs) so you can keep working you can keep earning your money (laughs) you know where it's like well hang on a lot of these um symptoms that we get from a virus we've had for millions of years like these are evolutionary traits that uh built within us to protect us so you know even just getting a feel like how many memes are going around like That's sore throat I've understand, got the road. <laughs> I understand like the memes could be doing some positive for some <laughs> people to provide a laugh and whatever in dark times I'm not a meme person really <laughs> they frustrate me it's like you inconsiderate fuck <laughs> I'm stressed here it's yeah not a, it's not a laughing matter <laughs> Yeah, but I just think, you know, people are just so scared of getting a sore throat. They're scared of having a fever. And that's a, there's a real thing there, like in opposition to a placebo where you think something like magnesium spray is helping you, so it is, because you believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to work in the other way. If you think you're sick uh, for or For those of you pain, who don't know, Babs hates magnesium sprays. Yeah, let's not get into it. <clears throat> um, but just don't buy it. <laughs> don't waste your money. Um, but on the the flip side of that is just being a hypochondriac. 100%. So if you think, oh, is that an itch in my throat? <laughs> you could create one. Yeah, you could manifest it. Yeah. Yeah. Fully. Yeah, I know. But the hypochondria, it's like it was within us and now this scenario is just fucking highlighting it to the absolute extreme. And that's what I mean. That's why most a lot of drugs don't pass the FDA because they don't beat the placebo. Not that the FDA is necessarily fully yeah. trustworthy no. right now either. I know. Or the World money. Health Organization. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I mean, all I've been telling people is just eat well, sleep because you're not at work, take some vitamin C. Use this, things yes, like sleep, but I've also been big on driving the message of getting up early. Like keeping your routine? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because, again, like – People have got all these excuses of their social life or their work or other things that are prioritised that which sort of interrupt their sleep-wake cycle. Yeah. Well, at the moment, you're in lockdown. Yeah. You're, you're at home. So who cares if you're asleep at 8pm 
So you should be. <laughs> That's when the sun goes down. Yes. So get up when the sun comes up. Yeah. Okay. Like and go for a re- walk when there's no one else around. Readjust your lifestyle routine, your circadian rhythm, and your hormones will start to secrete themselves at times when they're meant to. So again, yeah. there's there's opportunities here to improve things that we often neglect or put off. Yeah. Um, and getting up early, just the, the, there's something to be said for it and what it does for your mind because it's often that that alarm goes off and you don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. That's the exact reason why you should. Mm-hmm. because now you have already achieved something, you've already overcome something, you have removed the option for um, procrastination or quitting out mm-hmm. of the situation and that is a pillar of how you're going to go about your day. Mm. And I know personally I feel um, a hell of a lot more fulfilment when I have achieved X, Y, Z before 9am rocks around when other people are just getting started. Yeah. And then that is what allows me then to sort of drift off in the afternoon and enjoy some relaxation time with a clear conscience and no guilt Yeah, about not having done something productive for either myself or somebody else or having learned something or whatever that may are be. Are you a list writer? I have been recently, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely a list writer. I've been a list writer for a long time. Yeah. It usually starts off um, Monday, start of the week. And I'll do a weekly list of what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on a slightly more dynamic level, that happens daily about what I'm going to um, take on for the day. And and again, And that, do you that, not that stop changes. until that gets checked off? Um, I have some flexibility with it. Yeah. But I'm very real and I'm very honest with myself. Yeah. I'm like, you've, you've worked hard today. That's consumed more energy than what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. But- it was a priority. This bit's not so much and can be done tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to prioritize my own health and well-being, and now switch off. Switch today. off, and I can do that tomorrow. But that is where, um, in my routine, that waking up really early. So it's four thirty's been the average wake up time oh for me at the my moment. Fucking. God. Yeah, but I like it. And then walk. Oh, there's something really peaceful, especially at the moment, about walking on the street at that time. There's yeah. no one around. I've got um, you know the dog with me, and um, you know I, don't, I can let him off lead and not have to worry about so many things again with a Rottweiler at that time in the morning. Yeah, and that is just I, I hate being rushed. That for that for me is anxious. Yeah, I mean this exactly. So the same. allowing myself more time in the morning to then walk and um, either walk in silence or perhaps some music um, Mm. allows me to organise my mind, organise my thoughts, my to-do list. Mm. So I might sit down in my office here for five minutes with a coffee and have that to-do list in front of me. Now I'll walk. Yeah. So I've pre-positioned it and then I can address what is my energy level today? What is my mood or mindset, you know? Mm. And then that's where I suppose the decisions of – what can be moved or what needs to be prioritised takes place. Mm. Or again, how's my body feeling? What time of day am I going to train? What sort of training am I going to do? How does this fit in with everything else that needs to be done today? How am I going to feel after doing giant sets on legs or something <laughs> like that? You know, my mind's yeah. probably going to take a bit of a hit there. So yeah. that that's where it's a little bit dynamic. Yeah. But either way, I definitely have some concrete to-dos and some soft. Mm. I found myself so much more productive being in lockdown. I mean, I obviously actually was in an actual lockdown for 14 days after Hawaii, so I couldn't even leave the house and go for a walk. Did you kind of enjoy it though? Oh, man, I loved it. Like, I literally got – I'm at uni. I got like six weeks' worth of university done in two weeks. Yeah, it's epic. Like – and, you know, again, with the fucking memes, you see all this shit being posted around Instagram, like – it's okay that you're not productive in an epidemic. <laughs> it's okay to feel overwhelmed and blah, blah, blah. And well, I, just I haven't think, seen so much of them. I've seen them taking the piss. You know, you just think like, what? I, I, li- I liked one actually I saw yesterday. It was the first meme I've liked. A couple of people sent it to me, so they obviously know me well. But it was like something along the lines of um, it had two photos of different lips. So the top one. Big and plumpy, and then the bottom photo looked like a cat's bum because all the collagen and whatever they inject into their lips has shrunk over this lockdown. 
what is going to happen actually with that subgroup of people? Because like, and this is another They're thing. They're probably going to put a shot glass over their mouth and suck on it really <laughs> hard so they get big and swollen. Seen that happen. But what's going to happen to the whole industry of influencers? This is something I'm going to be very, I'm going to be watching very closely. Well, that shouldn't be a job in the first place. But it is. Yeah, I know. So, but that that's a job l- literally reliant on a materialistic world, you know, where you sell paid partnerships of products because you've got fake tits and lip injections in your mouth. Mm. Apparently sex sells. Like what is going to happen to these people? Because like <laughs> w- what sort of value are you offering beyond that now? Mm. <laughs> he's, he's not going to say anything. I, I, I don't really know what's <laughs> – I don't have the answer to what's going to happen. Um, oh, I, I'm just and kidding. I'm trying not to be spiteful. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, like I said, it's a, good always comes from bad. True. That's true. And, you know, just like the cull. Maybe some things need to be cleaned up. Maybe some things need to change. Uh, definitely. And definitely this is just agree. forcing some of that change. Yeah. But yeah. There's going to be certain people that sort of have. Um, the real question, though, is will people learn? Well, that's what I mean. There's people that have got that mentality of, oh, why me? Why does anything good happen to me? People, you know, I've got bad luck, all this stuff. And they use those. They're, they're the stories they tell themselves. And this might be the kick they need up the ass to change but then at the same time like i said my biggest concern is for mental health and some people will go the other way yeah and that's really sad yeah yeah um, and you know what's even worse is that the federal government actually cut funding dramatic dramatically is that even a word sounds like dramatic masturbation <laughs> <laughs> um they cut funding <laughs> to mental health and domestic violence providers How? In, in november why Oh, because, you know, it's all about, you know. Because digging being up in high a surplus. street and a new tram track that yeah, was already working. We're in a surplus. Important. And so those those service providers who were already underfunded, could you just imagine how overwhelmed they're going to be right now? Like, my, my yeah, I'm going <coughs> to give my friend Mitch McPherson, who I had on the podcast, a call to just see what he's going on, any, if he's got any advice on any um, comms that should be helpful. You know, push out and we can spread some word. Or yeah, I think we should because, you know, my mum working in employment. Employment, okay? We are at one of the highest rates of unemployment right now. We're at almost 11%, which is astronomical. Okay, the highest it ever got was after the 1987 stock market crash. It got to 11.7%. But they're forecasting 1.5 million people to be out of a job by end of April, which will bring it up to 15% unemployment. That is astronomical numbers right she um basically influences where government money money goes to certain employment services and agencies guess what the government's just done it's just cut funding to all of those agencies amidst a crisis where unemployment is going to fucking skyrocket and we're not even have the services to provide them with anything now do you think there's a chance of like like this is serious a joke. rebellion and protest. Well, I'm actually really surprised that we have been this submissive. Like I'm genuinely shocked that that everyone's just been so like, okay, <laughs> I will go to my house now. I will go. I won't talk to anyone. Like I'm genuinely shocked that it's been pretty. Like we really haven't had any protests, have we? I mean, well, again, maybe it's just because there's so much confusion and that's probably what they're trying to drive, the confusion and the fear so that they can get control. Well, yeah. they've already got control. Well, yeah. If anyone thinks that they're not being controlled, just think about this for a second. If you left your house and gave someone a ch- kiss on the cheek, are you going to get fined $50,000? I've already heard of people... Because um, <laughs> uh, that's called control. I've already heard people getting fined for being in the street. Babe, if I had a left and my house... I've also house, heard of other gyms yeah. that have had... Um, you know, special police forces that have been put together, not just for gyms, but for other businesses to do random drop-ins. Yeah. And other people have, um, you know, made, dobbed, dobbed on them and stuff like that. And, you know, whatever your stance is on it, it's still just it's pretty full on to yeah. find someone $1,600 when they might have just lost their job too. Yeah. perhaps are confiding in a friend yeah. for some support in a time in need, and especially when all the funding's been cut from mental health support and 
Exactly. And the whole... What are people meant to do? I know. And the whole... I mean, I think one thing about this scenario is that it's actually affected wealthy people (laughs) and it's affected middle class people, which these sorts of things don't tend to do. It's usually the disadvantaged maintain a state of being disadvantaged, right? And so the majority of of people just go, oh, they're fucking dull bludgers or they're fucking boat people or they're fucking, you Mm. know, this. But... Well, now, all of a sudden, you've got an influx of people who have never accessed a welfare system. Mm-hmm. So, are those people going to take this as a wake-up call as to how we treat everybody in society? Or are we just going to go back to the same mould after this? Are we just going to go back? Because you think about, I mean, you and I are blessed. We still have a roof over our head, good food on the table, all of that sort of stuff. But you think about somebody who doesn't have that anymore who was used to having that, well, what do you reckon a fucking asylum seeker's life is like? Mm. That's their life, okay? What do you reckon a homeless person's life is like? That is their life. So, yes, it's terrible that this is happening on such a huge scale, but the reality is horrible, horrible things have been happening to many, many people for a very long fucking time (coughs) and nobody seems to give... Like, why haven't we given a shit to this scale for homeless people or for domestic violence um, victims or for asylum seekers, you know? So... There's there's so many frustrating examples that you can use there. Like, we've just mentioned... victims. Yeah, and we're thinking about even... Even just on a smaller scale of that, but just of... In relation to like a paradigm shift or the way that people look at stuff, like like I was saying before, this the out of the top ten causes of death, seven of those are held by chronic disease. Yeah, which is so, metabolic. Yeah. So, how many people die from obesity and diabetes related things each year? Uh, probably over a million, I would say. Yeah. Look on the supermarket shelves. What are the things that are getting sold out? Yeah. And we're still bringing out new flavors of Doritos or whatever all the time. Yeah, you know, it's just a weird perspective it's weird. from it's weird, multiple it? angles here. Yeah, well, it's that whole notion, and Icky says it the best in his interview. You think they give a shit about you now? Mm. Like, you think the system genuinely gives a fuck about you all of a sudden when they have allowed for absolute crap? to be put into our food systems, mm. to be dropped into our water and systems. And that's the word there. They've allowed it. Yeah, of mm. course. Because they don't care. decades mm. they've allowed for this. But now, all of a sudden, they care about your health? Mm. Come on. Yeah. Like, but they only care now because it could affect them. Their reputation, yeah. It could affect them because it's, this is a problem not just to the disadvantage anymore. This is a problem to the middle class and the upper class. Yeah, it's one that doesn't stereotype. Correct. You know, but let's just keep some perspective on this for a second. But I just, I mean, I really hope that that paradigm, I, 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 I'm going to believe that the paradigm shift's going to happen mm. because I think the world needs it. And again, <coughs> like I said, all of these things are bringing opportunity and allowing us to have time to sit in isolation and be creative without interruption to our flow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not ready to talk about this publicly yet, but the program that I want to bring out, it's it's tailored all towards the things that we're discussing here. Yeah, that's right. And there's never going to be a better time to access education, learn, develop yourself, meditate, journal, reach out to people who you don't necessarily always see. You know, like this is the time. Take this as an opportunity to do those things. Um, or you can go the other way. You can fall into the new flavoured Doritos on the couch watching some fucking mind-numbing Netflix series. Mass bong hits. <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon drug sales are going up at the moment? For weed, sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't reckon – oh, fuck. I don't like it in the first place, but – I can't imagine too many people buying Coke. Like when you're sitting in your house just <laughs> fucking pacing, wigging out. An anxious well, what mess. What else is there to do? An anxious mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's been some... Jeez, rep- I thought there'd be one podcast where you get through without talking about drugs. <laughs> I'd only just set myself up on LinkedIn oh, yeah. the other day. 
which is obviously a bit more of a professional mm-hmm. format. And I was, um, you know, talking with someone who knows the ins and outs on LinkedIn. I was like, should I put my podcast on there? Like, yeah. eh, <laughs> maybe not. I've listened to a few of your episodes. It's probably just not the forum for it. Like if you're trying to target like corporates and shit like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too funny. Yeah. All right. Well. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Or? I think we, we sort of went through a lot. I mean. Jack and I are definitely planning to shift our seminars to webinars. Mm. Um, Probably segmented too and shorter. Yeah. Shorter spills. Keep providing the education to people, I think. Yeah. So that, yeah, people can keep growing and and be, and as you said, when the dust settles, actually be ready to launch a business that has value. Um, And it has diversity. And it has diversity, Yeah. But, but you're going to have to do that now. This is the creation period that the universe is giving so you. That, that would be my encouragement to people, I suppose, is if you have the ability to make that work, focus on the next seven months, not the next seven days. 100% man. Couldn't agree more. Mm. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. <laughs>